morning. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> Have to get around here. Good morning, everybody. Andy Paul, Cindy Gill. We're here today to share a song, a word from God. Our hope and desire is to be a blessing to you. So in my songbook, and I've got the praise and worship today, page 418, I don't think many of you will need the book. Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound.
presence right where they are. May our hearts be receptive for to what you are speaking to your people. Sharpen our hearing, Lord, in the things of the Spirit of God. May your word become alive. It is sharp like a two-edged sword. It does cut coming in and cuts going out, but it purifies your people. Lord, I pray that this day it will be said of your people, it was good to be in the house of the Lord. We do love you, Lord. And we thank you for your amazing grace. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Cindy Gail. We came today to worship the king, king of kings and lord of lords. And it brings joy to my soul, knowing, as the angel said, this same Jesus, the same one, is coming back in like manner. Yes, he is. So hold on, beloved. You may be in the midst of a storm. You may have just suffered the death of a loved one equal to a death. Maybe you've just gone through divorce. Maybe you just lost your job and you don't know what you're going to do. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. And in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. God can open a door for you today. He can help you to find a job. He can help you to find a place to live. He can help you find transportation to where you need to go. Whatever your need is today. Talk to him like you would talk to me. I'm not the answer. He is. I've got my Bible. 
I know Noah, Maya, Elena, and Kira. They've got their Bibles. I know their mama told me. <laughs> I hope you've got your Bible today. And for all of you, those who do, turn with me, please. I've got my place marked so I can find it easier or quicker, rather. Turn with me today to the book of Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel. And I'm going to try reading verses 1 through 14. Chapter 37. Chapter 37. Ezekiel 37. I'm sure that most of you already know that Gail and I try to do two videos every week, Thursday morning and Sunday morning. When I was a pastor, that's what you do. And I go before the Lord in prayer and pray earnestly until I feel led to go to a certain place in my Bible and study and take out of it what God is saying to me and me to you that we might hear from God. Now this book is old, 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 but it's just as much alive today as it was when it was written. The Word of God is alive. According to the Bible, excuse me, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. This is a map if you want to make heaven your home. I don't think you're going to find it without the Word of God. Because the Bible says in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word. <laughs> in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And in verse 14 says, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and his name is Jesus. There's no other name wherein a man might be saved than the name of Jesus. So let me dry my eyes one more time, because when I look down, I see my tears, and, I, and it blurs what I'm looking at. I don't have a prompter. I don't have anything, you know, I got my coach sitting right over here. Send again. Baby, I'm going to start at verse 1. No, I said I'm going to preach on 1 through 14. Your coach is slacking over here. Come on, coach. Wake up. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1. The hand, now this is Ezekiel the prophet talking to us through the Bible, which is the word of God. The hand of the Lord was upon me. I could stop there and preach a while. If God's hand is on you, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. If the hand of the Lord is not upon you, you will wander around in darkness. But Ezekiel said, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. I hate to say it, but there's a lot of witchcraft going on. People are being moved and motivated by spirits but they're not of God. They have dreams. They have visions. 
There are such things as religious spirits, familiar spirits. That's why the Bible says try the spirits and see if they are of God. Because not all spirits are of God. Not all dreams are of God. Not all visions are of God. Ezekiel said, the hand of the Lord carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. Is your household full of bones? Family members that are not believers? Do you live in a community? where hardly any, if at all, neighbors are holy. God is trying to show you and me something today and brought me to this scripture in Ezekiel 37 that he lifted Ezekiel up and set him down in the valley, which was full of bones. And verse 2, caused me to pass by them round about. In other words, he had me look them over. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, open valley, everybody can see it, and lo, they were very dry. Too many people who profess to be Christians today have no oil in their lamp their fire has gone out, and they, as a witness, are dried up. And that's why the world around us is crumbling, because the light has gone out in too many, and people all over the world are stumbling in darkness. They don't know which way to go. They don't know what's up or down. They don't even know what's right or wrong. And I find it unbelievable that any human being that takes a bath don't know whether they are male or female. That's very simple. The Bible says God only makes Two kinds of people. And the Bible says God made them male and female, either one or the other, but not both. And you don't have the choice of being either one. You are what you were born to be, whether you agree or not, whether you like it or not. And anything else, is an abomination unto God. And I know some of you say, well, Brother Ed, what does it mean to be an abomination to God? What the word abomination to God means is anything, anybody that is an abomination to God means it makes God sick to his stomach. Read the book of Genesis. Read chapter 6. I've said it before and I'll say it again. God repented that he made man. Your body is supposed to be the temple of God, the tabernacle of God, the house of God, and his light is to be in you and shine from you so that those around you can see his light and know the right path to follow. Many people who claim to be Christians are stumbling all over themselves. They're such a terrible witness, their family don't even want Jesus. They were very dry, Ezekiel said. Verse 3, And God said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel said, I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. God was saying, Ezekiel, you see what I see? Ezekiel! My servant, my man of God, do you see what I see? People who have lost it, who one time 
had it and they've lost it and they're all dried up. There's no life left in them. God was challenging Ezekiel. He said, Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? Sometimes we get dry because we haven't been under the fountain of his word. We haven't been under the fountain of his fellowship. We go around thinking because we have this, that, and the other, that we can do as we please. We can do what we want. We can go where we are or we want to go. And we can associate with anybody. And yet the Bible says we're not to associate with the evil things of darkness. Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? Let me ask you the question today. If you're watching me and you feel like you're all dried up, do you think that God can restore in you the life that was once there before? <laughs> I want you to know today, yes, he can. Listen to the story in Ezekiel 37. Again, he said unto me, God speaking to Ezekiel, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of God. If your bones are dry, if you don't have the joy that you did, hear the word of God. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live, saith God. Bible says that God's arm is not shortened and there's nothing too heavy for God all you've got to do the Bible says is confess your sins confess your lack confess you've got your eyes off of the word of God and on your cell phone and on your computer and on your neighbor's wife The reason your bones have dried up is because you've got your eyes on the wrong prize. Paul says we strive for the mark of our high calling that we might receive the prize, which is the crown of life. And Paul warns us, don't let another man take your crown. Which tells me they can. They can. Here's what God tells Ezekiel, verse 6 <clears throat> I will lay sinews upon you, <clears throat> ligaments, tendons, whatever you need, muscles, and will bring up flesh upon you. And cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. In other words, God is telling you today and me and Gail, I can put back what you have lost. I can restore you to your previous spiritual relationship with God what you have thrown away what you have given away what you have lost God says if you'll come to me if you'll listen to my word I can give it back to you <laughs> it's not lost forever if you'll come back to God before it's too, before it's too late is the key. 
In Genesis, God said, my spirit will not always strive with man. That means there is a, a line in the sand between you and God. And God forbid that you cross a line between you and the world. A line of no return. And I know some of you today, you feel like you've already crossed the line. How do you know? Do you feel that tugging inside of you that says, come home, come home, the Father says, come back to me? Do you feel the tugging in your heart? That's God saying you have not crossed the line. My grace is sufficient. If the Bible says we confess our sins, he is just and faithful to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Ezekiel 37, verse 7, here's what Ezekiel said. So I, Ezekiel, prophesied as I was commanded. A lot of people, I've been in churches, and you have too, they go around prophesying this. They prophesy your uh, good health. They prophesy your uh, blessings with money and whatever it is that you're asking for. They just prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. But they have not been commanded of the Lord to prophesy. They're speaking out of their flesh to please you and to elevate themselves in your sight. It's called witchcraft. Does not the Bible say that God will have to shorten the days or the very elect will be deceived? Come on, people, wake up. There's a lot of witchcraft in the church. There's a lot of false prophets in the church. There are people uttering things that God did not give them to say. That's why you need to read the word. Ezekiel said, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as, listen to this, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. In other words, Ezekiel said, when I spoke what God said to speak, things began to happen. There was a great noise. And I remember on the day of Pentecost, there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind that entered into the upper room. It was the Holy Ghost coming in. I want to tell you something. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you don't have a clue. When the Holy Ghost shows up, there's a noise. There's a shaking. There's a, a move in the natural as well as the supernatural. Oh, thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, God, for your word. God says, or Ezekiel said, so I prophesied. Wait a minute, let me go back. Where was that verse 8? All right, and prophesied under the wind, prophesied. All right, let me go back. Let's see, where I've lost my place. Hang on. Verse 7. Ezekiel said, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. Do you not realize, have you not watched the news lately that God is shaking the whole world? He's shaking what's under our feet. People are beginning to feel insecure. You don't know from one day to the next if you got a job. You don't know one day to the next how you're going to make it. Put food on the table. Been there. Done that. Gail and I have been tested severely over our years. I've told you the testimony how we had to pray 
Gail and I had to pray to get $2 to buy a gallon of milk to put in the bottle for our baby boy. And God provided. I asked for $2. I got $2. Verse 8. Ezekiel 37 and 8. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, and there was no breath in them. Do you realize that you can have everything you think you need? You've got everything, but without the breath of God on you and in you, you're still dead. You may have a song. You may even have a sermon. You may have a shout. It's amazed me as a boy growing up in the church of God how the people in the church on Sunday would shout. They live like devils the rest of the week. I didn't have a lot of respect as a preacher's son for the church. Because they live like the world every day but Sunday. And every day is the same in the sight of God. You've got to be holy every day. You can't watch your R-rated movies through the week. And then expect heaven to come down when you go to church on Sunday and bless your soul. You're dirty. Some of you don't want to hear that. Those who don't want to hear it, let me ask you, do you want to go to heaven? Sin cannot enter into heaven. And you say, well, Brother Eddie, what sin is it in watching R-rated movies? What sin is it in watching some of the movies? It's idolatry because you are feeding the lust of your flesh. You're feeding the lust of your eyes. Because watching it, listening to it, lets you live in a dream world that you consume it upon your own lust. If you listen to our videos, you're going to get the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God. Ezekiel said there was no breath in the bones after they were covered with ligaments and tendons and flesh. Excuse me. But there was no breath. So look at verse 9. Then said he, God, unto me, Ezekiel, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. Therefore God is saying, call on the Holy Ghost, call on the wind of God to come and breathe on the men and women, boys and girls that are dried up and fallen down that the breath of God can breathe life into you again. Daniel said, not Daniel, Ezekiel said, so I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up on their feet, an exceeding great army. I'm telling you today, God's got an army. God's got a people to stand up in these last days to tell everybody about the love of God, the mercies of God, the grace of God, the forgiveness of God, that many will come out of their darkness and go to the light and he will receive them. I know for some of you and even me, it looks like it's all over. It's finished. The world's going down. America's going to be destroyed and there's no hope. Hang on. I'm here to tell you today, there is hope. God has a great army. He's already shaking. He's going to send his breath 
the Holy Ghost to put life back into those who have fallen. And warning, warning, warning to you self-righteous Pharisees. He ain't talking to you. Unless you repent, witches, warlocks, unless you repent, there will be no forgiveness for you. You must confess your sins. Pastors that are controlling their congregation in order to keep their job and their money. According to my Bible, those who teach and preach the word of God are going to be judged more harshly in the judgment. Listen to verse 11. Ezekiel said, Then he, God, said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. These bones are the body of Christ. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our, look at this, and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. In other words, when the bones were dry and laying on the ground and separated, they thought all oh, hope was lost. But I'm telling you today, it doesn't matter how far you've fallen from the grace of God. His grace reaches out to the ends of the world. He'll bring you back if you'll confess your sins. Repent, and the word repent means you'll stop it. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will God hear from heaven and heal their land. There is no hope if you're going to keep sinning. Now I know I get the comments. What about if you're smoking, drinking, pornography, or whatever it is you're doing? You just can't quit. Just can't quit. Well, keep praying. Keep confessing. Don't quit. That's exactly what the devil wants you to do. The devil wants to say, well, you've been praying this prayer for years now. Ain't nothing happened. Well, there's a wind coming across the land. The breath of God is coming, and you've got to be like the five wise virgins. You've got to light your lamp and stand up and wait on the God and worship him and wait until this breath comes and breathes new life into you. If you waller in your sins and you don't cry out to God continually until you are not only forgiven but cleansed of your unrighteousness, you've doomed yourself. You gave up, not God. Many have fallen because they listen to the lies of family, friends, and the devil all working together, they have believed the lies and, lies and give up on themselves. I'm here to tell you today, God has not given up on you. Why would you? Verse 12. Therefore prophesy, God told Ezekiel, say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up and out of your graves and bring you into the land that God has made for you. In other words, God said, some of my people are already buried in their self. Some of God's people are already buried in their circumstances. But God is saying, I will open the graves. I will open the door to your prisons and set you free. Call upon me, God says, and I will answer. I'm asking you, when's the last time you spent 30 minutes in prayer? When's the last time you spent an hour in prayer? When's the last time you got out of bed before daylight and cried out to God and prayed until tears washed your face? Imagine 
Imagine what God thinks when people come before him and say, Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Oh, come on. Grow up. Talk to God like you do your friends on your phone. He listens to every word that comes out of your mouth. It's amazing how many people will talk to their friends and neighbors, and but they won't talk to God. Some people are just wallowing in self-pity. For years as a pastor, I've had church people come to me just wallowing in their pity. Woe is me, woe is me. Oh, hush. Go to the Lord in prayer and confess your sins. Repent and let God put new flesh on you. Let God put new skin on you. Let God lift you up out of the clay, out of the rut, out of the pit. And breathe on you again and put new life in you. Look at verse 13. I'm almost finished. I know some of you said, Amen. Verse 13, God tells Ezekiel, And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves. All my people and brought you up out of your grave. In other words, listen to this. God is saying to you and me today, you'll know it's me when I open the door and let you out of the grave you've been in, out of the prison that you've been in, out of the darkness that you've been in. When I, Almighty God, open the door, you'll know it's me. And he's about to open the door for many of you. Keep standing. My Bible says, knock, 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 and the door will open. Don't stop knocking at his door. Sure, you can give me your prayer request and I can pray for you, but I am not the door and I, Eddie Paul, cannot open your door. If some people would talk to God like, like they talked to me, their prayers would get answered. Verse 14, God told Ezekiel, well, let me go back and do 13 again, and I'm going to get into 14. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and, verse 14, shall put my spirit in in you and you shall live and I shall have place in your own land or you shall have a place where I put you where I want you then shall ye know that I the Lord have spoken it and performed it saith the Lord For some of you who have been faithful to keep crying out to God in spite of your circumstances, if you will keep crying out, he is going to put back what you've lost. He's going to put back what you need. He's going to breathe on you again and put, not on you, but put in you the spirit of the living God so that you can stand up on your feet again and serve the Lord and worship him and be the witness that God has called you to be. Father, in the name of Jesus, you know who's watching this video today. It was not by accident. It was ordained by God, the divine order. That they hear what they've been needing to hear. The way to get up and come out of their graves. To live again with new flesh, new skin, and a new spirit. Father, I prophesy to these dry bones. You shall live and
and you will know that he is Lord in Jesus' name. Father, get the bride ready for the coming of the bridegroom. Father, get us ready to do the work that's before us before the bridegroom comes. We're to be a soldier of the cross, a servant of God's. Lord, help us to be willing to do whatever you ask us to do because we're living at the end of the age, the end of time. There's no time to fool around, no time to play around. But to get up and stand up and do the work that you've called us to do. Father, we thank you for giving us all that we need to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you for being with us today. A number of people, and I understand, have asked me, Brother Eddie Paul, what happened on the last video? It just all of a sudden ended. So that you'll understand, the memory on my cell phone got full. I hadn't paid attention to it. And when it got full, it cut off. I wasn't done yet. I didn't get to pray for people. So that's what happened to the last video. My memory got full and it quit. You know, when something gets full, it's full. So since the last video, I went through my phone. I cleared off pictures, previous videos. I cleaned off 30 gigabytes of memory. For some of you who know what that is, I ain't so sure I do. But I cleaned off 30 gigabytes of memory, and I'll keep an eye on it from now on. Try to, but I don't forget. So that that won't happen. So forgive me. Negligence on my part. Chalk it up as human error. I'm only human. <laughs> also... I made a mistake in the last video. I confused Mary. There are a number of Marys in the Bible. And in the last video, I was talking about Mary Magdalene. And I said she was a prostitute. And I was wrong. I confused Mary Magdalene with the Mary, still Mary, who washed the feet of Jesus with her tears and dried his feet with her hair. And the Pharisee said, if Jesus knew what manner of woman this was, he wouldn't allow her to touch her, touch him. So there was a Mary that was a prostitute. And Jesus forgave her. Then there was Mary Magdalene. Then there was Mary, the mother of Magdalene, I think, was the mother of James and John. And then there was Mary, the mother of Jesus. So there were numbers of Mary. But you ask my wife. Now, over the years preaching, I have confused uh, Elijah and Elisha. I've said one or the other. And I've actually been in a place where I called Moses Noah and Noah Moses. Again, I'm only human. So forgive me. I do read my Bible, I do study, and I do pray. Oh, Lord, I pray. Got to. But I made a mistake. So I want to be man enough to admit it and let you know why. I want to close with Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. Joel 28, pardon me, Joel 2. Verses 28 and 29. And I do have it in front of me. It was prophesied in the book of Joel. 
And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons, listen to this, your sons and, and your daughters, girls, females, shall prophesy, preach. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And, verse 29, also upon the servants and upon the handmaids, girls, women, females, in those days will I pour out my spirit. You don't think we should have women teaching and preaching then need to read your Bible and repent. He said in the last days, in the last days, therefore, the Spirit of God, and in two in the New Testament, I believe it's in the book of James where it says, in Christ we are neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, bond or free. We are in Christ. We're like Christ. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. You'd be surprised what's in there. Is Cindy Gill got anything? Okay. Well, again, Gail and I thank you for sharing this video with us today. And I pray, I really do, that if we have been a blessing to you, that you will share the video so it might bless others. Because the Bible says, when the gospel is preached into all the world, then the end shall come. So until next week, this is Eddie Paul and Cindy Gale saying we love you and God bless. You see, this could change things because if we can get her to land.